one more time. Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you very much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk New Orleans Saints. On this edition, we're going to be talking about the pass rush of the New Orleans Saints. We're going to be talking about why I feel like some members of the Who That Nation need to stop sleeping on the guys that we already have. And I want to talk a little bit about one of the biggest haters I ever seen in my entire life. But I want to say thank you all for following in. Thank you very much. I see the chat is following in. I thank you very much for those that are checking uh, out the State of the Saints podcast on on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM. Thank you so much. YouTube.com and Facebook.com and also on Twitter. I really do appreciate that as well. Look, I want to talk about the pass rush because I I have to admit I'm a little fired up today because every now and then, you know, I I, I post on the State of the Saints podcast and I I take a little trip inside of the comments. And on yesterday, I was talking about Trey Hendrickson. Now, Trey Hendrickson, you all know, is the backup defensive end of the New Orleans Saints. And I noticed something about Trey Hendrickson over the past few years. And I also noticed something about Trey Hendrickson, uh, the way that he played last Sunday. And I said that Trey Hendrickson had a better game than Jadavion Clowney. And oh my goodness. I mean, oh my goodness. You had people up in there over-interpreting, misinterpreting, putting their own little spin on what I said. Oh, you think he better than... Then Jadavian Clowney, you think he's better than Jadavian Clowney. This is why it's very, very important for when you go to school to learn something called reading comprehension. Okay. It, they normally teach it to you like in like the ninth grade. And the class is actually designed for you to read things and learn how to interpret them. There are a lot of people in the Huda Nation that can't interpret worth a damn. All right. I am saying based on one game that he had a better game than Jadavion Clowney. And then, y'all know me, man, I doubled down on the fact that I felt like Trey Hendrickson not only played a better game than Jadavion Clowney, but I went a little deep and I said that Jadavion Clowney is overrated. That's right. I said Jadavion Clowney was overrated. I stand by that statement. This has absolutely nothing to do with the fact that he went to the Tennessee Titans because if you actually just looked at the comments, I mean, not look at the comments and actually watch the show, like some people really just don't take the time out to listen or watch the show at all. They just come into the chat, come into the come come into the chat and talk about, oh, you wrong, you wrong. If you're not watching the shows, if you're not watching a podcast that I put up and yet you still have something to say, 
All I have to say is shut the hell up. That's all I got to say. Shut up. Okay, because you're just talking out the side of your neck. You're making absolutely no sense whatsoever. And nothing that you say has validity. But back to what I was saying about Jadavion Clowney, the most overrated defensive end in football, the most overrated free agent in football I have seen since this side of Albert Hainsworth. The same people that are talking about Jadavion Clowney, the same people talking about he's showing flashes, the same people that's talking about him stopping a run are the same people that are too naive to even look at what is in front of them. How in the hell can you criticize Marcus Davenport for missing games and only being able to stop the run and not generating double-digit sacks to defend a guy who missed games that stops the run and never had double-digit sacks? Somebody please explain to me what type of sense does that make? You want to talk about Trey Hendrickson. Oh, he missed games. Do y'all not understand? That is why it's very important for when you put something down on Facebook, when you put something down on social media, make sure that you are doing your research because I am going to eviscerate you if you if you come at me with some 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 bull. OK, OK, make sure that you come correct. If you're going to come at me, make sure you're coming correct. Trey Hendrickson. You say that he missed games. Trey Henderson, he doesn't have durability. How in the hell can you talk about the Saints need to move hell and high water for Jadavion Clowney? Do you realize that Jadavion Clowney has played in the NFL for seven seasons and has, for the exception of one time, had 16 games under his belt? Do you understand that? Or are you just talking? Oh, he shows flashes. You know, I mean, honestly, you want to... You want to spend $15 million? You want to spend $12 million for a guy who shows flashes? Are you kidding me? You want to spend $12 million on a guy that motor doesn't run hot all the time? Are you kidding me? You want to spend $12 to $15 million on a 1985 Plymouth Reliant when it's two below zero outside? That's what you're trying to do. And my point to say is this. You want a guy that plays sometime? You want a guy that, deal, that that suffers with durability, just like the guys that you're trying to criticize? Oh, he stops the run. Oh, he stops the run. He stops the run. He's one of the best run stoppers in football. So is Marcus Davenport. Go look. Don't, don't take my word for it. Go look at pro football focus and see who's in the top three when it comes to run stopping. And then come back to me. If I mean, that is what we do, right? Who that nation? When we're backed into a corner, we try to move the goalposts. But guess what, folks? I got enough speed to catch up to the goalposts and take command of the truck and put that thing right back where it belongs. There's a lot of hypocrisy going on in the Who That Nation, and I'm calling you out. You cannot say on one hand that Marcus Davenport uh, can't play because he's not he's not durable enough to play, then turn around and want your Davian Clowney. I am going to expose you. Okay, that, that's what I got to say. Do not. Come at me with that. If your if your only logical explanation is the fact that you think that Davenport isn't as durable as the Davion Clowney, a guy who was going into a seventh season and only played one year, one playing sixteen games, you are out of your mind. And 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 honestly, how could you even fix your lips to even be talking about a guy 
who played opposite of the best pass rusher of this generation, J.J. Watt, and still couldn't get double-digit sacks. Oh, but he showed flashes. Do you want somebody that just so flashes, or do you want a guy to show up every single Sunday? I don't need some time, okay? Don't tease me, all right? No, I don't need nobody to tease me. If somebody, uh, if I'm at Sam's Club, right, you know what I'm saying? If somebody say, you want some ice cream? i like, yeah. And they give me that little stick that they give to the little kids when they have that little small pint, you know what I'm saying, that little small ice cream, you know what I'm saying? They dip it in there and they let you taste it. And the ice cream is damn good. And then you say, well, let me get the whole ice cream. Let me get it. Let me get it. I want this ice cream. And they say, I'm sorry, sir. We don't have no more. Then what the hell did you give it to me for? Why would you get my taste buds all ready for this nice, delicious ice cream? And then all of a sudden, you're just telling me we ain't got it. That is Jadavion Clowney, right? He he looks the part. He he looks like he's about to show up. And on sun, from Sunday to Sunday, it varies. A lot of you are still holding on to this guy in college when he put that big hit on Denard Robinson. And like I said, we love nostalgia. We love nostalgia in a Houdet Nation. We love it, right? Anybody that got a name, anybody that had a name that used to have a name, that used to be somebody, that knew somebody, we want to roll with them over a guy that, oh, nobody know who Trey Hendrickson is. Oh, nobody know who Marcus Davenport is. Who cares? Who really cares? Honestly, nobody really know how good J.J. Watt was. J.J. Watt was sleeping in his damn car in college. He walked on to the University of Wisconsin, and now he is revealed as one of the one of the greatest pass rushers of all time. So don't tell me about names, and you damn sure can't tell me about a guy who only shows up like Santa Claus or a loony eclipse, and, and, and tell me that oh he can change the foundation of the Saints defense. Knock it off. And back to my boy Trey Henderson. Oh, man, Trey Hendrickson, man, he a backup, man. That's all he going to be is a backup. Trey Hendrickson had a sack in, in the last game, could have easily had two sacks. Trey Hendrickson is one of those guys, I'm telling you right now, Trey Hendrickson could have easily been a number one or a number two pick. He got into disciplinary action when he was at Florida Atlantic, and he almost got kicked off the team. And he was one of those guys that a lot of scouts thought would be a problem. This guy had 13 and a half sacks in his junior year and nine sacks his senior year. Case in point, the thing about it is he would have been a first or a second round pick. Do you know how lucky the Saints were to get him so late in the 2017 draft? Or do you just like, oh, man, he his name, Trey Hendrickson. He ain't nobody. He went to Florida Atlantic. So I guess it's, it's because he, he doesn't have Ohio State on his resume or Michigan on his resume or, 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 or Alabama on his resume. Now, all of a sudden, we want to throw this guy in the trash. Well, TJ, he played against Tampa. Tampa got the worst offensive line in all of football. Last season, Trey Hendrickson had four and a half sacks. First game, he had two against the Houston Texans. The same Houston Texans who went out and traded with Miami to bring in Laramie Tunzel, who is right now the highest paid left tackle in football. Trey Hendrickson lined up against Laramie Tunzel 90% of the time, and he got two sacks off the deal. 
well, TJ, you know, I mean, Houston, they kind of struggled a little bit with the offensive line. That's why they got Tunzel. Can I interest you the next week when he went up against one of the best pass rushing football? I mean, uh, um, excuse me, offensive tackles in football in Whitworth. The same Whitworth who was holding it down in Cincinnati got traded to the Rams and he got a sack on him. Then all of a sudden he misses a few games. He comes back in the Atlanta Falcon game. Can I interest you in another sack? The next week, Monday Night Football against the Indianapolis Colts had a half a sack. Can I interest you in that? So anybody that's around here trying to dismiss this man and trying to make it seem like this guy can't play, go back and look at the stats. And I can also say how it's a damn shame that this guy played six games, had four and a half sacks, and Jadavion Clowney played in 14 and only had three. So miss me with that bull about Jadavion Clowney, and you can definitely miss me on that bull about Trey Hendrickson not being able to play. And I stand by another statement that I said. I stand by another one. I guarantee you, because the Saints won't be able to pay all these guys, I guarantee you, Trey Henderson, I, I guarantee you, anybody can make this bet with me. Trey Hendrickson will be a starter on somebody's team next year. I guarantee you. I guarantee. In the in words of that, of that old chef down there in Louisiana, I guarantee that he is going to be a starter on somebody's team next year. <sighs> now I'm done. Now we can get to the chat. Tyra says, laughing at TJ, disagree, Bird was horrible. Oh, Daniel, Daniel, uh, thank you very much. Oh, man, shout out to Daniel because you made me think about something, my brother. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate this. <sighs> Somebody said to me in the comments, well, if he's not as good as you saying that he's not, well, if you're, well, if he's not as good as you saying that he is, then why is he one of the top free agents that everybody going after? Daniel just made my point. Daniel just made my point. Jarius Bird was the number one free agent in on the open market when he was leaving Buffalo. Nine interceptions. Everybody in their mama wanted Jarius Bird. What did Jarius Bird do for the Saints? Somebody please tell me. Okay, I got a Hulk Hogan in that thing. Somebody please tell me what in the hell did he do? Just because a guy is a top free agent does not mean that he is going to change your organization. I don't understand why people just constantly just think this. Like, honestly, I don't know why. Who on the free agent market have you seen over the past five to seven years? who has changed the foundation of the team. I can only think about maybe two, maybe three, okay? Maybe two or three over the past decade that I can say they went into a team, went to a team and changed their look. Most recently, it's been Tyron Matthew in Kansas City, okay? That, I mean, that, that's about it. That, that's, about, that's probably the person I can think of. You can make an argument about Richard Sherman out there in San Francisco helping the, the young secondary of the 49ers. I mean, and maybe you can talk about a, another guy, you know what I'm saying, like Shaq Barrett or something. But besides that, like, give me a break, dude. Free agents don't really 
free agents, man, you are not going to save your team or fix your team going out here getting a boatload of free agents. And if you think that, I thank God in heaven that you never will be a GM in life because you build your team through the draft. And then you go get guys that are middle of the pack, a little bit above average, those those players that nobody really paying attention to, and you plug them in place along with some of those younger players. Case in point, Demario Davis. Okay, people like that. So, please, I'm telling y'all, man, I'm fired up today. I'm, I'm fired up today. My big brother EJ says, Trey is the starter on that uh, side. Until further notice, after Sunday's performance, he had proven either step up or step out of the way. I definitely agree with that. And shouts out to Saints Pass Rush. Thank you for the $5. He says, y'all some bums sleeping on us like it's 3 a.m. or something. <laughs> Morning has come, punks. Wake up. Yeah, thank you very much for the $5. I absolutely agree with you. And I apologize that, you know, I'm going to scroll down a little bit because a lot was said. So I might miss I might miss some of your, uh, your your questions right off the bat. So uh, I ask that everybody, if you think you have a good question, if you have a good question you want to ask, then go ahead and just uh, copy and paste it. And I'll have it down at the bottom so I'll be able to read it. We have the best defense in the nation. Now, oh, 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 whoa. I ain't about to go that far, but we do have a good defense. We do have a good solid defense, respectable defense. The secondary looked like they they didn't turn the corner, and we got some young we got some young bulls out there on the defensive line. So I'm, I'm happy with that. Finally made it to a live. It's been a while. Shouts out to my guy Casual Dex, and as y'all can see on that picture, man, he got his official Run the Football T-shirt, courtesy of the State of Saints podcast, where you can purchase teesprings.com search state of the saints podcast i'll put a little plug in there but not how you mean i don't know exactly what you mean by that andrea trey hendrickson put uh that whammy on brady did y'all see that yeah i mean he was balling man that's the only way ghost face the saints has the best uh first and second string defensive front in the league I still say the 49ers do right now. You know, the 49ers have a good rotation. You know, I, I think they lost Eric Armstead, if I'm not mistaken, but they still got a good pass rush. Bold statement. I hope so. Ghostface Griller, who that? Uh, straight up. E. Jones, Ghostface Griller, all as well. Giving a shout out to the OG, uh, from the OG. Terry says, Preacher TJ. I'm serious, man. Like, I, I would fire it up. Like, I, I rarely ever look at, you know, some of the comments because, you know, I don't know, man. You know, like, people just, I I, I can't take, I, I can't take a lot of just people just talking out the side of their neck, no research, no rhyme, no reason, no nothing. Just just pure emotion and, and, and pee and vinegar. And then they want to go up here and just talk about whatever, you know, like, man. You better come. You better come with it, for real. You better come. You better come with it, right? I, I want people to understand this. I want everybody in the Who That Nation that ever that ever followed the State of Saints podcast on any platform. If you're new, I need you to understand something. I never 
do anything for shock value ever. If I say something, it's something that I have thought about, something that I feel like it's, it's been over a course of time that I want to bring to the forefront. I have never, I don't, I don't do things out of shock value. I don't need to. I don't need to. I, I don't. You know, when I, I do things out of passion, but not shock value. So if you're looking for somebody to do, do shock value, this the wrong show. Okay. I, I don't do things. I, I don't like at this at this point, I I feel like my 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 work speaks for itself. Yeah, I'm gonna say it. My work speaks for itself. I'm not trying to be uh, boastful or arrogant or anything like that. My work speaks for itself. I fail to believe that I would I, I would have the opportunity to interview such so many amazing people because you know they had to research and look at what I was doing or what I was saying. I I don't think they would want to be on the show if they was on a show of somebody they think was crazy. So my work speaks for itself. That's all I gotta say. I never jump out the window without, you know, doing some research. Is this a football group or a, cheer, or a cheerleading group? Uh, nah, um, Tony, this is actually a football group. I, I understand you, you don't know the difference because I see that you're a Falcon fan. So I know the Falcon fans don't have nothing to, you know, to cheer for. So I know you guys aren't really a cheerleading group. I guess you're not a cheerleading group because there ain't nothing to cheer. And this is actually a group where we actually discuss football, you know, winning football. Okay. Unlike yourselves who played at home and got beat by Russell Wilson and Russell Wilson only incompleted what about three passes two, two or drop. So until your secondary gets it together, and until y'all actually win a game that's a- actually means something, stay out the same chat, bro. Stay, stay, stay out of the chat. You're embarrassing yourself, okay? You're embarrassing Falcon Nation because you're coming into a group about a team that has one of the best secondaries and just shut down one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Unlike yourselves, who couldn't do it at home, and the only thing that your team is about to do is about to get a really good defensive-minded coach fired and Dan Quinn, please stay out of the Saints group if you come in with that weak sauce right there, okay? At least win a game before you come up in here, talk. Please, please. Besides that, exit stage left. You know, we'll make sure that we don't throw no tomatoes at you this time because them jokes was whack. We won't ask Sad Man Sims to come out the rafters, you know what I'm saying, and throw salt on the stage and start tap dancing like the Apollo. We're going to ask you to exit stage left, please, my friend. Please, okay. This is your last warning. All right. I, I I I was very very kind right there. I could have really went off, but I'm gonna just let it slide. All right. All right. Maybe next week, man. Maybe next week. I forget. Clown is a bomb and a joke. I don't want him on my team. And you have to talk about the social media people disrespecting New Orleans Saints. They always have something to say about uh, it's not fair. Look. <laughs> I can care less about the, the national media. They they know nothing. What they know nothing about the New Orleans Saints. Do y'all not understand? Let me let me let me uh break down a fourth wall for all of the people out there that may not know. Let me tell y'all something that y'all may not know. All of those national sports people, they're very important people. They're so important that they make a lot of money. They make a lot of money, so. They're in high demand. 
mean they got to have speaking engagement, mean they got to be doing all this different stuff, writing articles, and they have themselves a little team, assistants, interns to go get their coffee, get their bagels, make sure that they hot, you know what I'm saying? They want Krispy Kreme, make sure the hot light on before you get them, stuff like that. And then you have your analytics team. The people that stay up all night, burning the midnight oil, spending time at Starbucks to stay up, uh, ingesting a whole bunch of caffeine so they can look at the numbers and find something to make that sports analyst look credible. Has absolutely nothing to do with how great they are, okay? And when they get on stage, when they get, you know, when they stumble over a word or they get confused, that little earpiece in their ear is their producer's. And the producer is feeding them information and, and, and feeding them, you know, five seconds, four seconds, wrap it up, stuff like that. So they don't know anything about the Saints. They don't know anything about the Saints besides what is presented to them in clips, what the analytical team says, and maybe what the producers say before they actually prep the show. So the national media, to me, knows absolutely nothing about the New Orleans Saints and that is the reason why I, I can care less. I don't care what the national media says about the Saints because they don't know. They don't even realize how better the Saints defense has been over the last couple of years. They still talk about how lo loud the Superdome is and talking about, oh, the high-powered offense, Sean Payton. That's their bread and butter right there, right? That's like, you know, that's like talking about the sun, right? That's like if a science teacher tells you, hey, um, talk about the sun for us for a second. Well, you know, the sun is in the sky and it, it is really, really hot. And if you get close to it, it can burn you. But, you know, they don't say anything. Well, what about out in space? What's, what's going on out in space? Well, they ain't got to tell you about the earth, you know what I'm saying, going around the sun and stuff like that. They, they ain't talking about any of those things, right? They ain't talking about the planets, you know what I'm saying, revolving around the sun. They ain't about to get that in depth. They just going to give you something very simplistic and that everybody knows that the sun is hot. You know, and you get too close to it, it burns. It's the same way with the Saints offense. The Saints offense, Drew Brees, Sean Payton. They know absolutely nothing else outside of that. They don't. So while we sit up there in front of the television and look and, and analyze those guys, after you can really just tell, like, they know absolutely nothing about the New Orleans Saints at all, besides what's being fed to them. I, I guarantee, like, for the first time ever, like, I watched Undisputed. Uh, Skip Bayless and, and Shannon Sharp actually got Marshawn Lattimore's name right. They used to call him Marcus Lattimore, who was a really good running back at South Carolina, but the guy's name is Marshawn Lattimore. And it and you can tell, like, it, it's such vanilla, you know, it's such vanilla information you get from them. Like, it, it's stuff that you, you can tell nobody stays up all night trying to figure out. Tim, thank you very much for the $5. He says, TJ, did you see Clowney in that Titans game? Homeboy was gasping for air like preteens at an all-girl slumber party. Watch. Yeah, I mean, he is out of shape, man. He ain't have no training camp. I will say that about that. But, look, my my analysis and my breakdown of a Jadavion Clowney, it, it goes far beyond this year. This guy only played one full season in seven years one and we up here want to throw a parade and talk about oh man we need to go out here and get this dude and we need to move hell and high water to get him yeah y'all I, I have to apologize that I, i'm not as excited 
as you guys are about Jadavion Clowney. Still waiting to rise up. Man, them boys been failed. It's over. All Georgia teams are cursed. Marshawn Lattimore is the best cornerback in New Orleans Saints history. It's not even close. 100. 100. It is. Not even close. I mean, you had some decent ones, but not on his level. Sorry, wrong person. I was commenting to a troll. Oh, nah. It's all good. The only thing the Falcons know how to dominate is the sound system to pump, pump in fake crowd noise. Look, they, man. Look, I, I'm going to let it go, man. Like, the Falcons ain't even worth my time. Like, for real. Seriously. They, they're not even worth it. The media doesn't want the Saints to win anything. Yeah, uh, we've already uh, rup. Yeah, yep. Uh, let's see. Tony, uh, while we were at the playoffs, y'all were at home. Twice. 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 Keep that in mind. I heard that the Saints played most of the game not in the usual 4-2-5 alignment. They played mostly in nickel and or dime package. Yeah, they played some, play some quarter, too. They played quarters. Uh, I think this is a new uh, trend this year looking uh, at their schedule. I mean, that's because they can do it. You know, they can they can do it now. You know what I'm saying? They, they got a good secondary. And, you know, I, I mean, I can't remember the last time I seen the Saints play quarters. I, I'm going to be serious. Like, I, I, I can't remember the last time I seen the Saints play quarters def, quarter defense ever. You know, like, and, and it has a lot to do with DJ Swearinger too, you know. I mean, you go over that middle and quarters, man, they're going to decapitate you, you know. So, you know, and Chris Godwin, I think he in concussion protocol, man. I hope he all right. Man, DJ Swearinger be bringing that wood. Uh, who that? What up, TJ? RJ, what's happening? Uh, Joshua says, I hate that when we contain Brady, everybody just say he had a bad game, not our defense. It's just cold. Yeah, man, it, like I said, it was writing on both sides of the paper. That's it. They had one story if he would have won, one story if he would have lost, and they went with the, the the story that he lost. You know, if he would have if he would have won, oh my goodness, happy days are here again. Tell your mama and tell your friend for real. That that's that's it. Okay, so they they were writing on both sides of the paper, which, like I said, man, the national media they they full of garbage, straight BFI, not recyclable garbage, but a beater. You know what I'm saying? You know. What they say, you know what I'm saying? Trash can. Trash can garbage. TJ, did you see uh Clowney in that? T- I already read that Tim. Yeah, but he was gasping for air. I strolled up a little bit. Starbucks, thumbs down. Yeah, man. Starbucks, man, they do all right. I mean, I, I can't really go to Starbucks like that anymore. Cause you know, I'm type one diabetic. So I I mean I used to like those frappuccinos. So, you know, they have a lot of sugar in there. So I gotta stay away from sugar now. So at Tim, I saw that. Tony, yeah, Falcon fans are not that good right now, but we beat y'all, though, and we stacked last year. Dude, please. Y'all beat the Saints, but the Saints beat you when it mattered. The Saints beat the Falcons to win the division. How can, like, bruh, how can you how can you say how can you come up in here? How can you come into a Saints group when you lost to the team and your team lost 
to the team that sealed the division in the process. Are you kidding me? Like, this is a joke, right? Like, in the words of Tupac on above the rim, this is a joke, right? Right? This, this got to be a joke. Somebody playing a joke on me. Like, seriously, man. Like, is there really a Falcon fan talking about a Saints team right now? Uh, uh, really? Are they really talking about the same Saints team who have the best regular season record over the past three years? Somebody please tell me where the hell have the Falcons been over the last three years? Complete irrelevancy. Like, you all should just, like, honestly, go and look at the Falcon schedule, and you all should thank your Lord and Savior that you get an opportunity to play the Saints. If you guys did not play the Saints, nobody would care about you at all. Nobody. Nobody cares about your team at all, except when they play the Saints. That's the only time national media or any media pick y'all up, okay? Your own media don't want to talk about y'all. Your own media don't want to talk about y'all. That's what, And honestly, y'all don't want to even talk about your own team because you spend most of your time in Saints groups. You spend most of your time in Buccaneers groups. You spend most of your time in Panthers groups. You don't even spend a lot of time in your own team's groups. You want to come out here and infiltrate Saints chats? That's sad. And I get it, man. If I didn't have much to talk about, I'd try to go over to somebody that's making a lot of noise and talking to me. But don't hate on us because we're the class of the division and y'all are the class clowns. Please, pretty please, don't hate on us, man. Don't hate on us. I understand. Like, look, I'll tell you what, man. You can take that Falcon jersey off. You can take that hat. And, you know, you can come over here on this side where, where some winners at. Where, where we went into the division and we got better coaching and we got a better culture and we got a better GM and we got a better draft class. You can come on over here, man. Nobody going to see you. You know, we can play this like somebody sneaking to somebody's house at about two in the morning. Nobody going to see you. Nobody see you. Nobody even heard the car roll up. Come on over. All right. Come on. Me in the room. You can come on in. Okay. We, we'll let you in. We'll let you in. Elite Good says Lurker. Falcon and Falcon fans are a true joke. They can't talk because they are so irrelevant and their defense is hot garbage. Dak Prescott will eat them alive Sunday. Don't be surprised if Dak Prescott end up in Atlanta. I'm just going to put that out there. Tony laughing. The media don't like the NFC South. They disrespected us way too much. Well, they like them now because Tom Brady's here. Falcon fans, Jerry laughing at y'all. Go cut some firewood or something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they cut some firewood. To me, Megatron is the measuring bar. Yeah, Megatron was a beast, man. He he pulled the Barry Sanders. He he retired way before his time, you know, like, but Detroit didn't want to let him go. They should have let that man go. Fun fact: Saints haven't allowed a hundred yard rusher in three years. Facts. The only thing winning in Atlanta is the Housewives of Atlanta. Choke birds. <laughs> I'll mail you a jersey and hat. Like for real, man. We will take care of you. I mean, you you definitely in a group. You you. I mean, man. Look, 
we on your mind. If 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 your team, I'm pretty sure right now, I'm pretty sure somebody right now is recording a live Atlanta Falcons show somewhere. You know, somewhere in this in this world, somebody's recording a live or they already pre-recorded a Falcons show that you haven't seen, and yet you find your way into a Saints group. I, I just don't get it. I don't. No matter what happened, they will never watch the funk of that Super Bowl choco. Yeah, man. That was uh that was some LA Clipper type stuff. <laughs> well, I guess you could say the LA Clippers, that was some Atlanta Falcon stuff right there that they pulled though. I am dying laughing right now. Uh 283, 283, Lord, 283 and Lou. Don't come for the gold and black. Yes, sir. Don't they can't come for us, man. This is a joke. This is a joke, man. Like he like this is a first round knockout. This is a first round knockout. I, I can look, I can tell you, I can tell you a, a Falcon spiel all day. You start talking about rele- relevant things that's going on right now. How they're not good. What y'all did in the playoffs. We got a better overall record than y'all. Drew Brees about to retire. Then what y'all gonna do? Like. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's a fal- that's the, that's a falcon argument to me. I got a lot of. Let's see, never y'all got one charity ring, and uh, we'll never see another one. Once uh, Breeze is done, so goes the Saints. Well, we proved that that was uh, inaccurate last year when Teddy Bridgewater won five games, didn't we? And also that whole charity ring thing. I, look. That ain't even really worth discussing, but Tony, I barely ever saw you uh, come into the chat before, so I'll just go ahead and uh, say this uh, just because you're here. Uh, How can you call the Saints championship ring a charity ring? Back in 2005, Hurricane Katrina hit. 2006, they reopened the Superdome. The Saints went 10-6. and They went all the way to the NFC championship game against the Chicago Bears. The Saints didn't make the playoffs for like three straight years. In 2009, the New Orleans Saints won the Super Bowl. Question. If that was a so-called charity ring, if, if, if this was a charity ring like you're saying that it is, wouldn't it make more sense for the NFL to allow the Saints to win the year after they came back from Katrina, went to the NFC Championship game, and played the Bears? Why would the NFL wait three years for the New Orleans Saints to win a Super Bowl when they win the NFC Championship game three years before, right after Katrina? Wouldn't that have been a bigger success story? So that makes no sense. Now, I'm pretty sure this isn't the first time I heard this, Tony. Somebody, a Falcon fan who told a Carolina Panther fan, who told a Buccaneers fan this information and Y'all, y'all say this, but y'all not realizing how ridiculous you sound saying it. So, Tony, I'm going to help you, man. Okay, I'm helping you. I'm helping you to not sound ridiculous. Why would the NFL wait three extra years on the Saints to win a Super Bowl for a so-called charity ring when they were in the NFC Championship game, a game before the Super Bowl? Right after Hurricane Katrina hit. Somebody help somebody help me 
uh make sense out of that please josh and jesus thank you very much for the five dollars he says we should start Jameis while mike t is out and keep drew fresh for the playoffs Jameis will get us some touchdowns and the defense will make up for his interceptions uh shouts out to my guy josh and jesus uh you my guy but not a good idea my friend i i i have to disagree with that uh number one when you turn when it uh when offense turns over the football you're putting the defense behind the eight ball because you got to take into account field position as well where is he throwing these interceptions you know is he is he throwing it you know what i'm saying if, you know they, those interceptions and they still driving down the field or he throwing them interceptions and they're in the red zone okay so you don't want to play that game and also man there's no way in the world Drew Brees or Sean Payton is going to allow Drew Brees to Kawhi Leonard style load manage. Not going to happen, man. Not going to happen. I think that Jameis is going to get his opportunity only if Drew Brees gets hurt. And you might see him come into the game on a package or two, you know, that kind of, you know, a little, little package here and there, you know, like, but I, I can't see him playing unless Drew Brees gets hurt. That, that's the only way I can see him playing. But Josh, Charles, I'll tell you, man, it's been a while since I uh, seen you, man. Well, heard from you, I should say. Daniel says, didn't we win without Breeze last year? I mean, that, that's a good point. Uh, when you get known, let's see, uh, we got uh, Jameis. Who the hell do y'all got? <laughs> Oats, Matt Ryan. Uh, then your old line let a safety sack him. Mm-mm. Good afternoon, TJ and fam from the – the state of the saints what did i miss man you missed quite a bit man i was fired up earlier i fired up probably the best probably i would say the the first 10 minutes was probably the best of this show <laughs> archangel but we've uh choked birds though oh man look i i didn't i didn't met my quota on, on falcon fans in here i didn't met my quota somebody give me a saints question when drew Brees leaves and retire we are going to go out and get Trevor Lawrence. Not true. And that will be the future of the New Orleans Saints. Brian, they're going to have to do some losing, okay? They're going to have to, like, tank this entire season in order for them to get Trevor Lawrence. Not happening. That is not happening. I, I, I can't see that. No way. No way. No how. Trevor Lawrence is not. I repeat, will not. Is not. Shall not. Shall it be a saint is not happening washington football team is awesome they played pretty good man with their eight sacks against carson wentz and the eagles yeah man that pass rush official and uh man shouts out to rod rivera man look i know he he, he coached the rival team the carolina panthers but i like riverboat i like riverboat ryan man I, I i wish him a speedy recovery and I know this team is going to be playing inspired all season long because they're going to want to play for him, man. So, you know, good luck to him. Let's see. Ghostface says, um, I'm very impressed with the way Emmanuel Sanders carries himself. I have the best feeling about the guy, team player. Yeah, man, uh, I seen him on ESPN first take. Good, solid dude. Um, honestly, man, I was shocked that he opened the fourth wall and, and um, talk to, uh, you know, Stephen A. and Max Kellerman and Miley Carum. You know, he talked about the conversation that took place on the Zoom call after Drew Brees made his comments. 
I was shocked. And it wasn't like he just said, oh, we talked. I mean, he, he took them inside of that virtual call, you know. So I like him, though, man. I think he's a good, solid guy. Definitely got a, a future in television. So he official to me. People are weird. Why are, the, why are the Falcon fans even in the chat? Get a life. Man, I look, I told you, my, I didn't met my quota on, on Falcon, on Falcon stuff here today. Okay. I see them going back and forth, but I'm I'm over it. Somebody give me a Saints question or an NFL question. I'm 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 over it. <laughs> I'm over it. Percentage on us keeping uh both Laddie and Ram check seems like Marcus going to be the odd man out. Yeah, I, I've been saying that. I've been saying that. It's old for him. It's old. It's old for him. You know, I mean, but I think Daniel said it. And I, I don't know if it was Daniel or someone else in the chat. But they were talking about the national media not really knowing the Saints, you know, not really understanding what the Saints are all about, you know, not really understanding what the Saints can do, you know, besides the the same old Sean Payton, Drew Brees spiel. But there is one person that is a part of the, the national media, the national sports media right now that has something to say, talking mad greasy. And I'm talking about this man right here he has something to say about michael thomas and the new orleans saints and can they win games without michael thomas being in the lineup man check this dude out. and i said something interesting and i got a lot of pushback what i said was the saints will dominate the regular season but in the postseason they'll be the same and people didn't understand what i was saying what i was saying was this when you get in the postseason, teams identify your strengths, your weaknesses, and then they, they exploit them. Their strength and their identity of this entire offense is number 13, is Michael Thomas. You take him out, you're not only losing your number one receiver, you're losing the identity of your team. It's not just plug and play with this team. Because if you bring in, you brought in Emmanuel Sanders, you mentioned him. If you put him at the X position in Michael Thomas' spot, then who's going to fill the position that they brought him to be? They brought him to be that tag in guy to take the top off. This team is built in an interesting way. When everyone's healthy and everyone's there, it works. But if a guy gets nicked up, if a guy goes down, then you're going to start seeing some interesting things. You're going to start seeing people force things, whether it's the play caller, Coach Payton, the, 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 the quarterback, Drew Brees. Drew Brees, I won't say that he struggled throwing to other receivers, but he's just not comfortable. So this. <laughs> that was Brandon Marshall. Now, we all know uh, the Saints picked up Brandon Marshall in 2018 for a few weeks uh, right after he got cut from the Seattle Seahawks and they put him on the practice squad and they had a lot of who that nation members were asking me TJ when is Brandon Marshall going to play when is Brandon Marshall going to play when is Brandon Marshall going to play week after week after week and then finally right before the playoffs the Saints cut Brandon Marshall. Now Brandon Marshall is a television personality on First Things First, along with Nick Wright. And this is what he had to say, man. Talking about Sean Payton, saying that the Saints can't win games if guys go down. 
This is the most salty individual I've seen on TV in a long time. Usually, like, when people talk about a team, I'll be like, okay, man, I, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, maybe he is just, you know, just a hard critic. But you can just taste the salt from this dude, okay? It's pretty obvious that the Saints in 2018 went 13-3. and three. They went 13 and three. They went to the playoffs. Do you know as good and as great as a career Brandon Marshall has had, he has never, never been to the playoffs. So maybe he thought, well, if I was to go to the playoffs, maybe that could solidify me and make me one step closer to the Hall of Fame because he, he does have some Hall of Fame numbers, whether you like them or not. More receptions than anybody in NFL history in a game. I mean, if you ain't never seen Brandon Marshall play, the dude can't ball, okay? And and he, the king of yards after the catch. The king of the yak, all right? But this is salty right here. This is a man who is sad, upset, and bitter that Sean Payton cut him. I don't know if Sean Payton told him that, hey, we're going to get you an opportunity to play on the field. We're going to get you coached up. We're going to teach you the offense. And then we're going to put you out there. But it never happened. Brandon, I like you. I used to love to watch you play. You play with a lot of passion. You have overcome a lot of things. We all know about uh, some of the things that you dealt with, you know, dealing with bipolar disorder and some of the things that, that you did to try to help yourself and, and try to, you know, you know, get your marriage and all that kind of stuff back on track and, and keep your, get your life in check. I respect that. But, dude. You are the most saltiest individual right now. Every, I, honestly, every time you hear this guy talk about the Saints, his voice goes up an octave, and you can just taste the salt. I mean, honestly, like, come on, man. Brandon Marshall, this guy is a straight-up, 100% grade-aid hater. A stray hater, a hater, man. Yeah, that's what it is. He is a hater, okay? Like how you have Predator, Toronto Raptor, hater, okay? He's a hater. <laughs> Honestly, who that nation uh, has the best of uh, family and culture? The way uh, DJ Jenkins and even Sanders have, um, uh, yeah, as mended with our culture is so natural. Uh, yeah, man, I, I, I agree with this. Okay, I, I agree with this. People, they just bring people in, and they, you know, what I'm saying they just bring them in, and they just make them a part of part of the culture. So, I definitely agree with that. And man, that'll be salty, 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 salty. TJ, do you think Meg Ryan, I mean Matt Ryan, <laughs> will ever get over uh, that vicious stiff arm shot? Tell to give him on Thanksgiving National TV game of the week. That boy hasn't been the same since. Uh, I think it's over for Matt Ryan. I, I think I think it's over for Matt Ryan. It's over. It's over. It's time to time to go out there and see what Dak Prescott asking for. It's over. They ain't winning nothing. They ain't winning nothing with Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan shell shot. You know, Matt Ryan like uh like Ti said he, he shell shocked like he been in a service. You know, like the guy's gone, man. He is over with. We can't win without Michael Thomas. I thought Sunday showed y'all that we won and Thomas wasn't even a factor. Exactly. Exactly. 
Uh, I'm over that. If it's charity, give me another one. <laughs> exactly. I need some more charity. RJ, ignore him. He want to be seen, bro. Yeah, I'm, I'm over the Falcon talk, man. I'm over that. Uh, Saints have a great culture and outstanding locker room. I will put our culture against any team in the league. I agree. Uh, but it shows you that uh, they don't uh, watch games. They see highlights and they judge that when Michael is getting double teamed and guarded uh, really well, Jared becomes our primary target. That man said when the Saints, that man said when the Saints lose a piece, they, <laughs> they, they can't, they can't compensate for it. I seen Alvin Kamara miss two games, and I seen Latavius Murray run for 100 yards in both of those games. Okay, I seen Drew Brees when he didn't even have a primary target on Thanksgiving, ironically, against the Atlanta Falcons. He threw four touchdowns to four different guys, okay? Four different unrestricted free agents. You know what I'm saying? Uh, undrafted free agents, excuse me. Undrafted free agents. So I'm like, what, what, what the hell is he talking about? Once Drew Brees retires, do you see the Saints maybe going after Aaron Rodgers possibly, or do you think Jameis Winston? Uh, I think they might give Jameis a chance because he he's going to know the offense. But Aaron Rodgers right now, Aaron Rodgers, he playing, he playing angry right now. He, he's playing for the next team. He understands the writing on the wall. He knows Jordan Love is waiting in the wings, okay? So, but uh, speaking of Drew Brees, man, tonight uh, – I'm going to have, I guess you call it a, a debate. I don't, I don't think it's going to be a debate. You know what I'm saying? But we, we are going to have um, from the baddest uh, sports show in the deep south. We got Everett. Um, uh, he's on there, man. If you you follow the baddest sports uh, show on, on Facebook, you know he's a very strong, opinionated brother. Uh, the topic is Drew Brees. For some apparent reason, he's the, he think I'm saying that Drew Brees is washed. Um, I want to know why. So. It's going to be an interesting conversation, man. So y'all come back tonight. It's going to take place probably around, I'll say, I'll say about eight, uh, eight Eastern. So that's about seven central, man. So y'all, y'all come on back. We're going to have a little talk. We're going to have uh, Everett on the show. Uh, y'all, y'all check them out, man. Like I said, uh, the baddest sports show in the deep South. So he's going to be on the show, man. We're going to be talking Drew Brees. Uh, let's see. To be honest, we might try to get that. I don't know about that. Uh, Tim says the narrative uh, is unreal with the media. We literally lost Drew Brees and didn't miss a beat. Uh, which team would be able to do that? that? That's a good coach team right there. That's a good coach team. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. That's a good coach team. You know, like if you can just lose pieces like that, and you can make up for it by scheming different ways. Man, the Saints got weapons. I don't think people understand that. It's like, you know, one thing that I do, I, I, I will say about Sean Payton, when Sean Payton's back is against the wall, he rises to the occasion. I think sometimes, like how we criticize Marshawn Lattimore for being complacent, so is, so is Sean Payton. Sean Payton can get complacent. When he lost Drew Brees, that was some of the best coaching I've seen Sean Payton do in years. When, when Sean Payton back is against the wall or he loses something, then that's when he really starts to dial in. 
that's when he really starts to up, you know, up his coaching ability. So I, I'm going to be honest. Sean Payton right now might be the most dangerous play caller in football because every time he loses somebody, he steps up. He steps up and he calls some of the best games. And I think that when you have guys like Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara and even Drew Brees, it's easy for you to go out there and call some plays because you know Drew Brees is going to put it exactly where it needs to be. If Drew don't, Michael Thomas is going to catch everything he throw at it. And if Drew Brees don't see the main target, he's going to check it down to Alvin Kamara. Like, I can sleep good at night, right? But no Michael Thomas, right? So that means you're going to have to use Alvin Kamara more in the passing game, which means you're going to have to scheme, you know, and, and have like different plays designed for Latavius Murray, who's probably going to take the majority of the run plays, which means now you have to get somebody like Traquan Smith more plays for him to get open which means that you have to find ways to get Emmanuel Sanders uh, mismatches. So he's going to, like, every time he has to overcome some type of adversity, he rises to the occasion. I think sometimes it's easy for him to be complacent because of the greatness that he has to deal with. TJ, uh, give NFC Elite South a shout-out, big dog. Hey, man, shouts out to the NFC Elite South. Shouts out to it. Oh, yeah, man. I love that group. Man, shout out to it on Facebook, man. Y'all follow that. I, I definitely, man. I, I, I look in there from time to time, get a good laugh, and sometimes I might post every now and then, man. But the NFC leaks out, man. Y'all follow it right now. Please support the brothers. Support the NFC. Please. You know, like, that. there's a lot. If, if, if like, Archangel and, and Tony, you know, if, if you like this kind of stuff, you like going into groups and stuff like that and like that back-and-forth banter, you know what I'm saying? The, the, you know, the, that competitive um, nature, then you'll love the NFC lease out, man. You know, you, you'll love it. You, you'll love it straight up. But I'm going to take a few more, man, then I'm going to get up out of here. This has been fun. You know, had, had to uh, let this be known. You know, I I, I just want to let everybody know, you know, I do pay attention to the comments from time to time. And if you, if you, if you are going to comment and you're going to question my credibility, that's a big no-no. That's a that's a hells to the none. Okay. I, I take my credibility very serious. I take it very, very serious. Like anybody that, that accuses me of being a shock jock, yeah, I take that very personal. I love what I do, folks. I love it. I love what I do. Every time I get behind this mic, get behind this cam, I give you all everything i give you all my passion i give you all my energy i give it i give it give you my all i give you my all i really do and anybody that think i'm just a, a, a shock jock nah nah not at all not at all okay I, I took that very very personal i don't usually take things personal like that but i took that very very personal when somebody labels me uh, makes it seem like i'm a shock jock or people try to question my credibility I take that very serious. I, I really do, folks. If a man don't have his word, then what does he have? TJ, who uh, do you uh, foresee to have a big game Monday? Ty Montgomery, Deontay Harris, Adam Trotman. Those, those are some guys. You know, I feel like you're gonna see you're gonna see those guys step up because they're gonna have to. Notice I didn't say Emmanuel Sanders because for me that's low hanging fruit. 
That's low hanging fruit. I love football. You love football. Let's do this. Yeah, I think we all. I mean, we all do, Tony. You know, I mean, it's all fun and games. It's all jokes. I mean, uh, Archangel has has uh, been, you know, in the comments on the state of the Saints on on many occasions. I understand, man. I understand your passion for your team. You know, I understand that. You know, I, I get it. You know, just like the passion that y'all have, and you got to have a, 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 some level of courage. You got to have some level of courage to come into a group where you know you're about to get booed out of the building and still come up in there and try to do your thing. You know, I got respect for that. I just don't respect the Falcons. Uh, <laughs> uh, BB says later, does anybody think Cam will get his revenge against the She-Hulk Sunday? Uh, he's on a different team, but I'm sure the loss uh, it still stings. I, I don't know, man. I think everybody is on this whole revenge tour for Cam Newton. And everybody counting Cam Newton out. And um, he coming for him, man. He coming for people next. He already said, he said, I'm coming for your neck. So, <laughs> and the Miami Dolphins team took it serious. They came for his neck. You know what I'm saying? Starting to snatch your chain. <laughs> How ironic is that, right? Your, your, your comeback slogan is, I'm coming for your neck. And you get your chain snatched. I mean, come on. <laughs> Ever says uh, you are a passionate brother. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, you rising up, man. Yeah. Um, look, man, I owe that a lot to the Who That Nation. Okay. I mean, the Who That Nation and a lot of passion. Like you can't, I, I would not be denied, folks. You know, a lot of people think wonder, like, you know, how all of a sudden like you start getting these interviews with these people. I hear that all the time. It's my passion, man. I don't take no for an answer. I, you know what I'm saying? I don't take no for answer. If you're going to get anywhere in life, you got to go up in there. You got to go, man, you got to go full body, okay? You got to dive into that water, okay? Like, I'm passionate about everything that I do that, that involves this podcast. Anything that you do in life, folks, and now we're not talking about the podcast. Anything you do in life, do it with passion, Okay? Never just look at what somebody else is doing and say, I can do that too. Because when times get hard and things start to get frustrating, you're going to quit. Do everything that you do in life with passion and don't take no for an answer. And it's okay to hear no. We all heard the word no before. That two, that two letter word can destroy the confidence of, of the strongest man. But you got to keep going. You got to keep persevering. All the podcasters out there, all the people that's thinking about, you know, writing articles, doing sports articles, uh, starting businesses, rather it's sports or not, do it with passion. And understand, yeah, some doors are going to be closed in your face, but there's going to be a time where one of those doors are going to stay open and somebody's going to say, talk to me. I'm listening to you. So don't give up on yourself, man, no matter what you're doing, no matter what you're doing in life, no matter what you're trying to pursue. Do it with passion. Do it because you love it. Do it because you couldn't sleep if you ain't do it. Do it, you know what I'm saying? Like as if, if I didn't do it, it's almost as if my, my wife or my husband or my boyfriend, my girlfriend just walked out of my life and I love them more than life itself. That is the type of passion you're supposed to do anything with. And if you don't have that passion, then find it in something, whatever it is. But Everett, uh, I'm looking forward to talking to you tonight, my brother. Looking forward to it. 
I'm going to ask a few more questions, and then we're going to uh, go ahead and get up out of here. Let's see. Uh, Brian said, Market Colston is better than Michael Irvin. I ain't about to go that far. <laughs> nah, bro, nah. Michael Irvin is a Hall of Famer. Michael Irvin was really incredible. Uh, Michael Irvin, man, Michael Irvin was special, man. I'm not going to sit up there and, and do that. Irvin says, corny but true. I don't know what he meant by corny, but true. I guess it was somebody up at the top. The State of the Saints podcast is the best podcast ever in my mind because it gives my uh, me info about the Saints. Keep doing what you do, my brother. I appreciate that, man. And that's all we try to do. I just try to give you all information about the New Orleans Saints. I appreciate everybody for filing in. Thank you, everybody, for being a part of the podcast. And I hope if you ever listen to the podcast or you comment, I hope you feel a part of the podcast you know, because that's that's the type of energy that I, I want to bring uh, to this podcast to let you all know that you matter. You know, you know, some people say, oh, man, you matter because they want to get something out of you. You know, they want you to come back. You know, I, I do want you all to come back, but I want you to understand that you really, truly matter. You matter to me. You know, you make this show go. You make this show what it is. And I mean that. So thank you all. TJ, what's your opinion on uh, Trey Hendrickson and Carl Granderson performance against the Buccaneers? Uh, Brandon, uh, I talked about that. That was actually the, the, the main topic I talked about on this show. Uh, I think they both did a really good job. I'm really happy with Carl Granderson. Um, I'm really glad that Trey Hendrickson stepped up. And honestly, if Marcus Davenport comes back, shouldn't be no excuses. Shouldn't be no excuses for them boys not to be able to step up. They shouldn't. Mike says, I love that message, my dude. I mean, it's the truth. Do any do anything that that you set your mind to, do it with passion, do it with love, man. I think I think that will a lot of that's why a lot of people, you know, they fail because their heart is really not in it in the first place. You know, I, I'll give you an example. I did a podcast a couple years back. And I was really just doing it on pop culture and talking about different things. And honestly, I didn't really care. You know, what I'm I, I just did it because I felt like it was what people wanted to hear. You know, I didn't really care about, you know, Nicki Minaj beefing with Cardi B. I, I didn't really care about any of that stuff. I was just talking about it because I felt like that's what people wanted to hear. And now, you know, like I do podcasts, I do Outside of this podcast, I do something called the Unapologetic Podcast, but it's a pop-up podcast, right? I don't do that podcast unless, like, I'm really passionate about something. Or, you know what I'm saying, like, I, I really need to talk to somebody. That's when I do that podcast because it don't take much for me to do a Saints podcast because I'm always on. I'm always on when it comes to the Saints. I'm passionate about it. So it, it's easy for me to get behind this mic and get behind this camera and talk. But when it comes to like different topics, like, nah, I, I can't do that. And I made up in my mind. I, I made up in my mind from that day forward that I would never, ever do anything that is radio related, podcast related, that, that don't involve passion. That's why if I'm not feeling it one night and y'all be like, man, TJ, you ain't have a show. Probably because I know I wasn't going to bring the energy. Probably because I was tired. Probably because, you know what I'm saying, like just something happened. I want to make sure I give you all my best. Make sure that you're giving people your best, not just sliding by, not just giving them the bare minimum. You know, 
if, if you're not going to give them your all don't do it because people can they can they can tell a phony a mile away but thank you all very much hold on man i gotta i gotta give a shout out my boy justin man my boy justin in the building what up tj i'm in here news just broke while sean payton having ruled my boy mike thomas out for monday let him rest oh man that's, that's just because that's just because he don't he don't disclose in, injuries you know he that's uh, he from the bill parcel school of uh of injuries you know he, he don't disclose them so he not playing carter says who that and uh once again man thank y'all so much man thank y'all so much for being a part of the state of the saints podcast thank y'all for tuning into the state of the saints podcast rather it's live or the audio podcast be sure to subscribe to the youtube channel youtube.com search the state of the saints podcast also facebook.com search the state of the saints podcast and we're doing a contest right now who that nation we're doing a contest okay i'm asking everyone to please subscribe to the audio podcast it don't matter which one it can be itunes spotify iHeartRadio, anchor fm or any one of them okay apple Podcasts. don't matter okay except for youtube i've seen a lot of people snapshotting youtube the the point is to make sure that we are pushing the audio podcast so itunes spotify iHeartRadio, anchor fm snapshot a picture of you following on one of those streaming apps and you'll put yourself in a running to win a free state of the saints podcast t-shirt and i won't be doing the drawing because like i said i don't want to be biased okay i don't want to be biased you know again against uh all the other people out there because i know justin roll with me jerry poor josh and jesus you know what i'm saying like uh you know kai uh Kenterio, all the other you know, people you know what i'm saying i would be biased i ain't gonna, gonna lie to you you know what i'm saying because those are my people right there you know what i'm saying uh, you know what i'm saying well, kind of forever <laughs> so i'm gonna get my wife i'm gonna get my wife to do it man my wife you know, she don't have a dog in a fight you know what i'm saying she don't have a dog in a fight Sorry for all my animal lovers out there. You know, no disrespect to no dogs or anything like that. I don't condone that. But she is um, going to do the drawing, okay? So she's going to pull a name out of a hat. And whoever name she pulls out, that will be the winner that we announce on Monday, right after the Saints versus the Las Vegas Raiders game. So y'all take care. Y'all have a good day, evening or night, wherever you are right now. Thank you. And once again, I appreciate it. I'm TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And all I got to say is, who that?